This is Matt Hurd. You can find me on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer, and I'm here with a special episode of ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific, a specific topic, be a genre trope movie, movie or show, each week. And uh, today's a special episode because I'm here without without my two co-hosts, Mike and Tiny, uh, and I'm here with my friend Matt from uh, the Nerds Domain. Uh, hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Uh, and and we're just doing a kind of solo, like one-on-one kind of potpourri kind of episode thing. This is kind of a new a new thing for us. Um, it was originally going to be a bonus episode, but we actually, uh, our schedules were really conflicting, so this is actually going to be the week, the week's episode. So no pressure, Sweet. Matt. I've been upgraded. <laughs> exactly. So as, a, as an introduction, why don't you tell us about Nerds Domain and all the stuff you do and everything? Oh, well, the Nerds Domain is awesome. Uh, <laughs> we are a website where we do reviews, uh, Books, podcasts, movies, apps, games, and TV. Or deep note, books, podcasts, games, apps, TV, and movie. This is why I do live to hard drive because I screw <laughs> up everything. Um, so we have the website where we review a bunch of stuff, and then uh, as reviewers, we went. You know what? We don't talk nearly enough about stuff that we like because clearly writing something once a week is not <laughs> nearly enough. So we put together a couple of podcasts. One is the Nerds Domain podcast where we talk about. A little bit of everything. Um, it's usually about stuff that we are experiencing, whether we like it or not. We tell you a little bit about it. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, we tell you about what we like, but sometimes uh, it's about stuff we don't care for. Um, those are either um, What You Doing, where we talk about what we're doing that's geeky and fun, a Criterion Collection movie, where we watch a movie from the Criterion Collection and tell you what we thought about it. Those are the ones that usually aren't very good. Um <laughs> And then the immediate movie reviewer, we go out to a movie the weekend it's released, watch it and tell you what we thought so you know whether you should go see it or not. And sometimes those are not what we wanted to watch. Like <laughs> I Frankenstein last year about this time. Uh, Horrible <laughs> was the when I, I, I love Shirley, my co-host mm-hmm. and my mate. She, she right. like we're together on everything, but she is so <laughs> rose colored glasses on everything. And then she watched <laughs> I Frankenstein and about about halfway through she went wow this is bad in the theater <laughs> and i went okay it's not just me this is really <laughs> bad um and then our other podcast since i talked about the first one for so long uh our other podcast is the call of cthulhu uh actual play podcast we call masks of Nyarlathotep, <laughs> uh where each week we play through the masks of Nyarlathotep super adventure and I get to slowly kill off or drive crazy my characters <laughs> while my players experience the world of Call of Cthulhu horror, which typically has to do with insanity and death. Those are our two current podcasts, although Beautiful. by the time this comes out, Gaming with Scott might be out. Nice. Um, I say might. Everything's ready. It's just a matter of making <laughs> sure we get everything posted. Um, Gaming with Scott is Scott Troiano, one of my our co-hosts on um, – uh, Masks of Nyarlathotep and our mm-hmm. sometimes co-host on Nerds Domain Podcast. He is running a Marvel superheroes game on the old face rip system. 
Um, He's got a good crew there. They're running through a good story. Ironically, they're playing the Marvel superhero system in the DC superhero world, which, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, I guess. Right. Um, And then uh, coming very, very soon will be GoFundThis, which is our uh, uh, crowdsourcing podcast where we focus on crowdsourcing um, uh, projects and their their project managers while they're up. So we can give them one more way to kind of get the word out about their their, uh, project. That's the word. (laughs) So those are all the podcasts we have right now. Nice. That's that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. we like podcasts, and we hope you do too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I like I love Nerd's Domain. That's that's admittedly that's the only one of your guys that I've listened to because I've I've just been you know busy with stuff. But it's it's really and, and you guys have given us so much love. We were on uh, me and Tiny were on uh, your Jurassic Park episode, which was so nice because like you invited us out to the screening and everything, and it was it was just it was just a blast. Um, Kind of still waiting for more invites, but whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that one was a. Um, that was for my birthday and I wanted right. a bunch of people to go out, but, uh, the same, the same, uh, movie theater is going to start doing Marvel movies. Oh, really? So they're starting with the Avenger and then Captain America leading up to May when Avengers two comes out, they're going to hit one every month. Oh and man. I want to try and hit them, but our weeks are so busy sometimes. I just don't mm-hmm. know if we'll be able to hit them all. Um, we got to see gremlins at that theater too. And that was phenomenal until the children behind us started crying because <laughs> it turns out PG doesn't actually mean PG in 1984. So. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I'm yeah. I'm going to definitely have to check that out. I've been, I've been, what was it? I watched, uh, Oh, I, I was watching agents of shield the first season. And then by the end of it, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch and review everything from Marvel, the Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, for the site in the lead up to Age of Ultron, so I need to like get back to do that. And then my PS3 crapped out. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you go out and buy a Roku. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I did. I went out and I bought a Chromecast, and it's like a lifesaver. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Ah, I I can't stop singing the singing its praises. Um, yeah, I looked at the Chromecast, but um, I don't have an HDMI input on that TV I was using, so uh, I got a Roku instead. Because honestly. It was – I won an Apple TV because I bought stuff on iTunes, mm-hmm. um, and then I didn't have an HDMI input, which is the only thing Apple does because they're a bunch of jerks. Right. Um, so I was <laughs> like, okay, well, I'll get a Roku, and then they were like, Chromecast. I was like, yeah, oh, HDMI, <laughs> never mind. But the, Chrome, the Roku was really, really nice, and I was very happy to get it. Nice. So I think that that's what Tiny has. He has like a, one, of, one of the Roku – I don't know if it's the most recent like version or whatever, but like as soon as – because like my PS3, I've I've had my PS3 for several several years, and it it mess it like completely crashed uh like two years ago, and so I just went ahead and bought a new one because I was like all right screw it whatever, and I use my PS3 for basically all my media, um, yeah yeah, and then this time like it's it's not like fully crapped out or anything, it's just I think there's just too much dust in it or something, and I need to like clean it thoroughly, but I was like. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to open it up because I'm all nervous about that kind of thing. So I was like, you know what? I'll just buy Chromecast, watch Netflix on it, and uh, eventually I'll get around to cleaning my PS3. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Chromecast is never a bad thing to have. No, no. Which is what I'm finding out now. Like, in, uh, I, I, I love it so much. But we're getting sidetracked. Let's talk more about Nerds Domain and basically how, like, how did you get started with uh, with all of all of this stuff? What's your origin story or or your, uh... Well, 
so back in the 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 olden days when podcasts were not really a thing yet, but they really mm-hmm. were. Um, there is a online comic called uh, PVP Online. I love PVP Online. Okay. Uh, written by Scott, written and drawn by Scott Kurtz at the time, um, and he posted something one day about how he was in a D and D game that they recorded for Wizards of the Coast. Huh. And I was like, "Ooh, awesome!" And they had, and this is actually a, probably a bigger name. They had Penny Arcade with them, oh, uh, wow. with him on the podcast. So the three of them were playing D and D. The first game was pretty cool. Um, the second recording session they brought in will wheaton which was even cooler right um so i got really deep into podcasts there uh went from there into like red panda adventures from dakota ring theater which is phenomenal um it's it's full-on like uh old-timey radio skits that are recorded current day um and they're moving along in the timeline as though it were real time so they've recorded probably six years they started in 1936 They've entered World War II, huh. um, and, and it's all Canadian, so it's this weird di- dichotomy of um, just Canadian, weird Canadian things, because, you know, they're huh. Canadian. Right. Um, and then, like, <laughs> superhero and, like, noir, and it's really good. They also put out another one. Uh, they put out one podcast called uh, Dakota Ring Theater, but they do episodes of um, Red Panda Adventures, they also do uh, Blackjack Justice, which is this crime noir storyline. He's a uh, private detective. It, oh, I love, I love everything Dakota Ring Theater puts out. It's phenomenal. That sounds incredible. Like I, I'm a big fan of like kind of the the noir kind of kind of stuff, like crime noir like that, like old school stuff like that. And that yeah, that really sounds amazing. Blackjack Justice would probably be more along the lines where you want to go. Not that yeah. Red Panda Adventures isn't good, mm-hmm. but it's very much a like 1930s Batman feel to it. So it's, it's, Ah. um, it's, you know, he's larger than life and it's a mix of magic and science. And, um, it's really good. I really, really like it. So uh, I went from, I went from the wizards of the coast into that. And then I just found a bunch of stuff. Uh, actually I stayed with a gaming podcast and that's really what opened up a lot of podcasts doing. I went to a podcast called critical hit where they play D and D You'll, you'll see a theme there um, and it's on the frog pants network. And we talk all the time about frog pants on our podcast, mostly because I love everything they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but frog pants has a ton, a ton of podcasts. I want to say something like 12 on their network Ooh. and then another 18 quote unquote friends of, Jeez. Um, and it's everything from, they have one of the oldest uh, world of Warcraft podcasts out there. So if you're into world of Warcraft, huh. the instance is really, really good. Um, at one of the, they're one, they had three original hosts. It was Scott Johnson who runs the network. Uh, um, Deals, Dills, uh, William Dills Gregory, um, who plays a lot of podcast or plays a lot of uh, WoW. And then they originally had Randy Jordan. Randy Jordan left because he got a job at Blizzard and couldn't uh, huh. stay with the podcast. Wow. So like they're really, really, really into the entirety of it. <laughs> um, and then they have a bunch of other stuff. They have a morning show called The Morning Stream. Um, they have, uh, wow, just tons of stuff. So between that and a bunch of other stuff I found, I've been very, very happy with, with what I'm finding and I'm really excited about podcasting in general. So Mm. I'm going to be really long winded. Tell you (laughs) a whole lot of stuff. Totally fine, man. (laughs) Forgot this one's all about me. I'm used to being the interviewer and I'm like, okay, I can't talk this much. No. Um, (laughs) so back in 2012, Mm -hmm. 
actually back in 2010, um, a friend of ours, uh, a friend of Shirley's came to us and said, hey, I can't make it to Gen Con this year. I need somebody to go there and take our press passes and write reviews for us. And I was like, okay, that, nice. th that'd be awesome. So we did that the first year and everything went pretty well. We did that the second year and things went pretty well. And between the second and third year, um, I was getting some, some, I, the, the company wasn't going in a direction I really, really wanted. I felt like I needed more guidance or I needed more control. And okay. so we split with them um, under no bad terms. Um, right. But we split with them and, and I just said, you know what? We're, we, I, I write podcast, I write reviews for other people. Why don't I write reviews for myself? Um, so I got myself and Shirley, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Justin, who is the local or is our is our local weird guy. And then <laughs> uh, my cousin, Johnny, who um, not that I tapped him specifically because he's an artist, but I tapped him because he's an artist. Um, <laughs> we got together and we were like, hey, let's do this. Let's do this review thing. And we set down our, you know, what we were going to do. And then Johnny and I were both like, hey, we should do podcasts. And then I realized that nobody else was going to chip in money. And I was like, you know what? Podcasts can be a back burner thing for right now. Mm -hmm. So we got the site up for about six months. And I was like, hey, guys, we're going to do podcasts. And they're like, oh, OK, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, what do you guys think? And they're like, right. So what are we going to do? And I realized um, that I was kind of I was kind of going to have to leave this on my own. And I've been OK with that so far. Mm -hmm. um, and we started off with uh, our very first podcast was the 2013 year in review. No. 2012 year in review. Okay. Uh, we've done the 2012, 13, and 14 year in review. So we've done three of those now. So uh, back in, uh, ironically, we recorded like two days after New Year's in 2013. Um, and then it took to like March to get it up because we had hosting issues. And ah. I completely had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Turns out that RSS feeds are not coding. I can even begin to understand because it doesn't look like anything I've ever learned. Right. So uh, we eventually found a good host, uh, started putting those up starting March of 2013, and uh, here we are two and a half, almost three years later, um, plugging along, I guess, uh, and expanding because we went from uh, the Nerds Domain podcast, which was kind of our, our flagship for six months, and then we started up the Masks of Nyarlathotep. And while the Nerds Domain podcast, I feel like, is the heart of what we do, mm -hmm. uh, the Masks of Nyarlathotep is hitting a better audience. Ah. Or, uh, not a better audience. Let me rephrase that. A bigger, right. bigger audience. The people we have are totally equality. We love them if we mm. ever get to meet them. I've never met a fan of our podcast that I didn't know already and had, didn't have to turn on to our podcast to begin with. <laughs> um, but uh, Masks uh, has, has outgrown um, Nerds Domain and – you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that because I love what we're doing on masks. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting ready for a big season change there. Uh, we've been doing this masks of Nyarlathotep super adventure. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to last according to the book, a year to 18 months. We are at the 18 month mark right now. And we still have one chapter left. Oh, wow. So uh, when we finish up that chapter, that'll end that we'll do some side quest stuff where we just do one shots okay. uh, to give me time to prepare for the next storyline, which will be called Octung Cthulhu. Huh. which is um, World War II where the Nazis have contacted the evil Cthulhu mythos and are using them to help win World War II. That sounds incredible. Yeah, so huh. it's all these weird, like, super science but not science because it's eldritch evil 
um, machines and magic and um, it's a very deadly system. So, I, Matt, I don't think you've, I think we've talked and you don't play a lot of role-playing games. Right. I've never really given it a proper chance, though. Well, and, and, well, to give you a good idea, a fighter, like a fifth-level fighter in D&D has like 50-some-odd hit points. And most, okay. most things hit for 10, maybe 20 hit points of damage at a time. So you can take a couple swings, and there's always healing magic out there. Mm-hmm. So the most robust character I've ever seen played was one I played had uh 13 hit points in call of cthulhu huh. um most guns do between a d8 and a uh, and 2d6 so generally on one shot i'm dead <laughs> um and and if i don't get killed by straight being shot or bludgeoned to death um seeing things erodes your sanity and that's actually a stat in the game that you slowly lose and as you lose huh. it things get harder to deal with in reality and you can actually lose your character to sanity loss. Oh, wow. So in the masks of Nyarlathotep storyline, we've lost two characters, three characters to sanity loss completely. Um, (laughs) I've killed one, two, maybe it's just two, three. I forgot three. I killed one in a montage. It was awesome. (laughs) Um, uh, So we, uh, you know, we've, we, I've killed off, Three, I've put three in the mental institution. One fled for their lives or for her life. And uh, it's been a good it's been a good run. I'm enjoying it. Nice. But World War Two in this system is going to be a little rougher because, you know, bullets flying across a uh, battlefield. One straight bullet means your character's dead and that's it. So right. we're going to have to we're, we're going to modify the rules a little bit to make it a little more pulpy, mm-hmm. but still keep the, the feel of it. So that's really cool. Um. I'm really interested in those kinds of kind of uh, uh, storyline centric podcasts, like not necessarily like role playing stuff, but just like I haven't really been able to crack into um, storytelling podcasts that much, like like in uh, like a narrative kind of way. Um, Yeah. And that's always something that's kind of interested me, but also kind of eluded me a little bit. Yeah, I I just uh, I really want to get into like anything like that mm-hmm. but every time i look at it like the ones i keep getting pushed towards like everybody's listening to and they tell me it's fantastic and i'm just like i don't know that i want to, <laughs> to listen to it i don't want to feel that disappointment that i know i'm gonna feel right because it's not gonna stand up to whatever they just told me it was so like the big one is cereal i keep mm-hmm. hearing oh cereal's amazing cereal's amazing and i'm like it might be it might be the best thing ever, but I don't, I Dude, don't know. Cereal's amazing. <laughs> no, it really yeah. is because it, like, like cereal and, uh, I know you're a fan of startup too. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I love those kinds of kind of journalistic and, uh, I almost said diuretic. Um, <laughs> I said like a diary kind of thing. Um, <laughs> But like cereal is a really interesting journalistic endeavor. Um, oh yeah, and it's 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 fascinating to listen to it, and I'm I'm so excited that it got so much acclaim and so, so many people like listen to it. I've seen like on message boards and like on the podcast subreddit a bunch of people posting saying like, okay, well I'm not I'm new to podcasts. What do I do now? Or how do I how do I listen to more podcasts and stuff? And I'm like, oh, obsessive viewer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to get on Reddit like. We've been we've been pounding the pavement going to cons and yeah. every time every time we go to or I listen to 
how do we get more listeners every time the same people tell me uh, you should be on all the all of the social networks also be on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't want to be as dumb as it sounds. I don't want to be out on Reddit schlocking my podcast because that would be the only reason I would get on there. I know what, what lies in Reddit. And it will distract me from everything else I do. <laughs> so I try really hard to avoid it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the the big uh, pitfall of the podcasts uh, subreddit specifically because it's – I mean at its core, like it's, it's a very strong community. Like there's a lot of people that are kind of swapping notes and talking shop about podcasts and everything. But I mean it's every single day is just some someone just jumping in there and being like, oh, hey, check out my podcast and – yeah. nothing else and it's like that's it just dilutes all the meaningful conversations but it's it's a really good resource for um for just information and they have like a separate thread dedicated to um daily episodes where you can throw in your information for your latest episode and um stuff like that yeah we uh just joined uh masks of Nyarlathotep just joined the Pandora society hmm. which is a steampunk centric blog um so we're posting over there now which is kind of awesome i'm really excited about that um we met the the leader of that his name is uh aloysius fox (laughs) i don't think that's his real name but if it is that's even better but uh he invited us out to do some cthulhu (laughs) stuff at the uh steampunk symposium in cincinnati so i'm really looking forward to getting out there in april that's awesome yeah yeah that was it was um, we ran a Call of Cthulhu game at Starbase Indy, right? And uh, my cousin John ran the game that Aloysius was in, and he was like, "Yeah, I saw his name, and I thought, huh, should I, I should know this. I like I know a guy by the, that name. He used to run this steampunk thing that I was really, really into. Huh. I don't remember what it was though. <laughs> and and so he comes by the booth the next day, and he's like, "Hey, I really appreciate it." And I'm like, "Hey." are you involved in the steampunk community? He's like, yeah, I run this website. And my cousin was like, really? Cause I used to be on that website. And I was really a big fan. <laughs> and like he had that geek out moment of getting to meet somebody that, you know, w- was a celebrity to him. Right. And, and then he was like, Hey, would you guys like to do like a, a game like that at, at the steampunk thing? And I'm like half listening in conversation because <laughs> I, not that I don't care about steampunk. It's just, I don't have the time, the effort or the physique Right. To really get into steampunk. Yeah. And and it just so I, I kind of try to ignore it because it's something I would, again, fall in pray to. And I was like, what? And they're like, and, and John, John and Shirley were both like, yeah, we'll be there. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's slow down and back up. We're going to be where? They're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going. We're going. Don't worry. We're going. That's Guys, awesome. normally I'm the one that plans stuff, and I appreciate you planning things, but I hope that's not a weekend. <laughs> we already had something going on, right? and it's not, thank God. But nice. April through mid-June is going to be terrible now, <laughs> but that's okay. It's, it's, yes. what you do for, it's what you do for podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I want to touch on your, uh, your convention experience because, I mean, it, it's just completely dwarfed us, obviously. I mean, we've done uh, – yeah. We've done uh, Indie PopCon and uh, Starbase Indie. Thanks, thanks to you, actually. Thank you again for that. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the extent of our convention experience so far because we, we started it back in June of 2013. And I mean, uh, Indie PopCon was a huge deal for us. And then oh yeah, yeah, we had a blast at Indie PopCon. Uh, it was, was so much really fun. Happy. 
Um, did you see that they, they, they've got dates and they already put out word for tables? Yep, yep. Um, and we and I need to contact them because uh, like the second or third day of IndiePopCon, we paid them for a table for this year. And I kind of yeah. want to make sure that that's still honored. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it will be. The, yeah, the IndiePopCon sure. guys are super good oh, yeah. about that kind of stuff. Um, no, so yeah, IndiePopCon was our first big convention and it was a big nice. push from us to get there and get everything set up and really, really expose our podcast to everybody Mm -hmm. in the process. I saw a bunch of stuff we could do different, (laughs) um, which isn't a bad thing. It was just, it was a realization that, Hey, look at this, look at all the things we could have done in a different manner that would have made this better. Um, like having prints that my, my artist had because people would walk by the booth and be like, Oh, you have an artist. Well, well, what's he got for sale? Oh, he only does commission pieces. I'm out. Uh, so, <laughs> right. uh, uh, so that was a big one. Um, and, and then our sign up lists for our newsletter were great mm-hmm. until we lost the physical lists, and I right. can't find those for the life of me. Um, uh. But, but we, we upgraded to a digital list now on my mm-hmm. iPad, and we have prints from my artists, not a ton, but some. Right. Um, so any popcorn was great for that. And then we got to meet, uh, Candace McClure from mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica. We interviewed her. Right. Um, it was just all around. It was a great, great experience. And I was very, very happy we have to go. And I'm looking forward to this next year. I just, they told us to, to let them know and reserve the table. And I let them know. And they're like, we'll let you know on the 15th of February, how much you owe us. <laughs> I was like, okay, right. I'll wait. Nice. Um, and so we're looking at that again. Um, mm-hmm. and then, Oh, you know what? Let's back up because this year, so far, we've only been to one. We went to a midwinter gaming convention up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Right. How did that go for you guys? Uh, it was a different experience uh, for a bunch of different reasons. First, unlike most conventions that are laid out on one floor across a large area, mm-hmm. this one was laid out on lots of floors in an <laughs> up and down manner. And for some reason, that threw me off. I oh, kept forgetting wow. where I was going and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um the the convention itself was really friendly. Um, mm-hmm. If if you're if you're a gamer out there and you think, well, what's it really like? It's it's like Gen Con, only everybody's nice. It's not so <laughs> damn crowded, and the vendor hall is much smaller, but still pretty damn big. Nice. Um, I was impressed. They probably had two dozen vendors in there, um, oh. and I got oh, I got this awesome badass map. I'm a huge, huge fan of Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Nice. This guy does hand-drawn maps, and I got one of Fallout. Of wow. Fallout 3. So I got the D.C. area with certain places marked um, to the point that literally I pulled out Fallout 3 and started playing it again, <laughs> even though I've only played through it like four times. That is so, awesome. Yeah, it was, it's just a gorgeous map. And it was only like 10 bucks for all wow. the work the guy put into it. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so we... Uh, we didn't have a table there, but we got to meet a bunch of good people. We had a podcast uh, networking event that went over really well. We did a live recording of our podcast. We were on another podcast called The Nerdalogs, Your huh. Story, uh, which, uh, Matt, I highly suggest you check out. Okay. Um, Nerdalog, Your Stories, what they do is they um, play a couple of songs that they really like. And by play, I mean they cover them mm-hmm. with the guitar and this thing that looks like a mouth piano. So it has this tube <laughs> coming out of it that you blow into while you play the piano with, with one hand. Okay. Um, it, it, it has a specific name, but we're just going to call it mouth piano. Cause they were okay with that. Okay. So they, they play a couple of songs. They have people come up and tell a story relating to their theme. So ours was role, 
role models, R-O-L-L, mm-hmm. role. Wow. So we talked about like the 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 people that really got that were really important to us as as role models uh, in huh. gaming. And so everybody got up and told a story. Everybody's story was pretty funny. Um, one of their that like the people that they bring along, they all get up and tell stories too. But they intersperse it with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their per, one of their uh, one of their hosts had a very biting like dark comedy story about her own life and how she feels like a failure. It was really good. Oh, wow. Um, it, it was a really solid podcast and it was like two hours we recorded. Wow. Um, and, and the only thing that bothered me was <laughs> I was like, guys, I thought this was going to be an hour cause I plan to go to the bar and there's a nerd bar here in town <laughs> and I'm missing it. Um, but they were, they were super awesome. I was really happy with being on that. That's a really good podcast. Um, they're really into it and mm. they're going to start recording at the cards against humanity off, uh, home office. Oh, that's awesome in Chicago. So we may be making a trip up to Chicago <laughs> on a Sunday so we can go, you know, to another one of their recordings. Cause when they record normally they have an audience come in and they just have people come up as they want. If you want to come up, you sign up on a sheet and they bring you up one at a time. Wow. So it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, we taught some games. We went to this mm-hmm. nerd bar called 42 Lounge, which was phenomenal. Uh-huh. They had a 120-inch screen where they were playing Wii U. Oh, that's amazing. And then two, like, 60-inch screens where they had one with a PS4 and one with an Xbox One. Jeez. I had a butterbeer, which you can order hot or cold, um, which was God. the sweetest alcohol I've ever had. It hurt my teeth. It was so sweet, <laughs> but it was full of alcohol. Like, it was a booze, booze, booze and booze and they ran out of whipped cream. So no whipped cream on top. <laughs> like it was just straight booze. And then, um, have you played uh shadow of the Colossus? Uh, no, but I've, 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 I have friends that have played it. I've seen like videos and stuff. So then we got ballsy and we ordered their $15 beer called, <laughs> uh, the Colossus and the wanderer, which is a direct relation to that game. Okay. The Colossus is a full Guinness, a full angry orchard and three fourths of a wild blue berry beer. <laughs> all poured into one glass. And then the wanderer is a shot of brandy on the side. Um, I don't like Guinness. I think it's too dark and, and me too. This was a really good beer. It sweetened it up while still keeping some of the creamy malty flavor from the Guinness. Mm -hmm. It wasn't overpowering on either end. And it was in a mug, the size of Shirley's head. So, (laughs) um, if you follow us on, uh, Instagram Mm -hmm. at the underscore nerds, underscore domain, you can find uh, uh, pictures of that there. That was awesome. Nice. Uh, but we, we did a bunch of really fun stuff. We ate really good food. I had this fantastic beer cheese uh, soup that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of food. Hence mm-hmm. um, why I don't have the physique for steampunk. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah, we did that, that. So that was our first con of the year. And it was a mm-hmm. three-day experience. It was phenomenal. That's uh, really cool. We've got... We're attending but not setting up at Wizard World and Indiana Comic Con. Okay. I don't know how I feel about either one of those yet, and we'll see how I feel about them when they get here. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous about uh, well, both of them. Mostly, mostly Wizard yeah. World for some reason because I feel like I mean that's just adding adding to just a big slate of conventions in the area. Oh yeah, well, and that's what they do. They they wait until you have a Comic Con mm-hmm. and then they come in and throw money at it to make you go away. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going to end up happening is Indiana Comic Con will fail after this year. Yeah. Uh, 
not through any fault of their own, although last year was completely their fault. But we right. won't get into that because I'm very bitter. <laughs> um, but we're going to attend both of those and not do anything else. We're just going to show up. Yeah. Um, although I might, I might ask for William Shatner to, to instead of giving me a signature to do some bumpers. Oh, nice. Because I would be willing, more than willing to pay for that because right. uh, we have that Star Trek related podcast. Mm-hmm. And if I could get him to scream, there are four lights, that uh, would be phenomenal. That would um, be amazing. And then uh, what's what else is coming up? So those are February, March, April. We have Steampunk Symposium in Cincinnati and HoosierCon. HoosierCon we're setting up at. We're going to have tables. We're going to run events. We're going to do a bunch of stuff Very and hopefully cool. not die that weekend from exhaustion. And then <laughs> Steampunk Symposium, we're just running one event, but it's over in Cincinnati. So it's a day trip over. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have anything official for the website or the podcast in May. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. But then in June, we are going to Indie PopCon. Right. That's end of June. And then we'll be going to uh, Gen Con, where we won't – Indie PopCon will have a table. And we'll mm-hmm. probably end up doing a live recording and host some panels and who knows what else. Yeah. But then uh, Gen Con, we will not set up a table. But we're going to run more games than we ran at HoosierCon. Um, I have a whole team and literally an hour and a half meeting tomorrow just to tell the team what we're all doing and prep for it. We should be running one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight events. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Eight events, uh, over the weekend. Plus, um, you know, I, I still have to do some meet and greet and I have to do some stuff for my other, other job, not my real world job, but my (laughs) job that actually pays for the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. So that'll be awesome. Um, and and it's my my 10-year-old, my 11-year-old, holy crap, my 11-year-old son's first Gen Con. So I'll get to deal with him crapping his pants because of how awesome it is. <laughs> um, and then what is what else is there? No Awesome Con this year, thank God. Um, and then we'll be at Starbase Indy where we will round out the year relaxing and having fun, I think. If everything comes together, we'll be running their game events this year, which would be fantastic. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that'll be the end of the year, hopefully, because Gen Con <laughs> to Starbase is a couple of months where we'll spend all of our time catching up from Gen Con. Right. And then Starbase Indie last year was so relaxed, especially when mm-hmm. the jerks that shared the table with us left. <laughs> Uh, it freed up a lot of space. I'm uh, sure it did. <laughs> and, and made it easier for just stuff four of us. I didn't realize we were getting half a table. Yeah. But he was like, like the week before, I'm like, hey, where are we at? What do we do? Like, what's going on? He's like, okay, so you're sharing a table with. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll shove four of us behind half a table. Right. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> it was a uh, little, it was a little cramped. I really liked that they had that little that little room set up for us to get like food and coffee and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 The thing with Starbase Indy, like all these other cons are great. I don't uh. get me wrong. I love all these other cons. They're friendly. They're happy. Everything's mm-hmm. great. There's something about Starbase Indy that all of us walked away from going, you know what? This felt like home. It yeah. felt like we were home talking to people. There was food everywhere. Like they fed us like crazy. I literally could not have walked away from that, that convention and gone, man, I'm hungry. I wish I would have eaten. No, right. there's food in the con suite. And Absolutely. it wasn't a con suite. It was a con freaking hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It oh. was It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and free drinks, free mm-hmm. food, free hot dogs, free cake, donuts. <laughs> like, they had everything. It was, it was amazing. 
yeah. Um, and free coffee all day, which there were some people that were very happy about that. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a hectic weekend for just all, all three of us. So that, that's why we didn't get to spend like that much time there. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the, that coffee was just a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. And so I was, I was you know, th- those are our cons this year. Those are our official cons. We're going to go to a couple of trade days. Uh, oh, and you know what? We'll be at Origins, too. I keep forgetting Origins because it's also a trade day. Okay. Um, we'll be at Origins as well, but we'll just be attending. And honestly, I'm never going to run anything at Origins, I don't think. It's mm-hmm. just there's too much other stuff going on, and I have to devote so much time to my job. Right. Like, you know? So, uh, yeah, Origins will be great. This will be our first nice. year at Origins. Which, and, if you're not familiar with Origins, it's like Gen Con, only much smaller. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask. That's cool. Huh. So, um, yeah, we've got a bunch of conventions. We've learned a lot of stuff from conventions, like mm-hmm. have things to sell and have things to give away to make people sign up for your newsletter. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but it's been it's been really good, and we've had a good time. Very cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah, I... I... I have a lot. I'm at a loss for transitions. I'm trying to think of how to transition to. I'm going to edit this well, out. <laughs> that's all right. I want to ask you some questions. Oh, all right. Yeah, because, go right ahead. Because I love the shield, and you love the shield. Yes. We have not talked about the shield. We have not like, talked about the your, shield. I stopped by your booth at at, at Indie Popcon, and it's just tiny, just this giant bear of a man, <laughs> right, standing behind the thing. And I thought, man, I hope he's actually on the podcast and not just here to rip off arms. <laughs> But right. like, I was like, "Hey, tell me about your podcast." He's like, "Hey, you want to be on it?" And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> sure." And so we get done. He's like, "Yeah, Matt really loves the shield. I wish Matt was here." And I'm like, "Oh well, that's that sucks." But uh, I'm gonna go back to my booth now, and right. you guys should stop by and say hi. <laughs> so, um, no, but yeah, the shield. Like I, yeah. every time we talk about anything, so the day, the like the week the shield was gonna come out, and the mm. shield is the, one of the few shows in the last two decades mm-hmm. that I literally sat down in front of the TV every episode and was like, show me what's on. I want to nice. see it. I watched Fair all nice. of the first three seasons. I missed four season four until later. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I was kind of the same way. Um, but uh, it was, Oh geez. Like I love uh, Vic Mackey. I love mm. Michael Chiklis who plays him. Um, I love everything about that show. I love seeing the other people, people from that show and other shows. Like I love, um, Walter Goggins mm-hmm. in justified. Yeah. I, I haven't been able to watch justified yet, but <laughs> it, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like, it's like, did you ever watch Deadwood? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh, you, you know what? Um, if you don't have Amazon prime, mm-hmm. I do go. Go, okay, so they're both on Amazon Prime. Watch nice. Deadwood. They'd be like, wow, this is great. Why did it only have three seasons? And then go watch Justified <laughs> and go, wow, they did some time travel and some stuff because <laughs> this is clearly just Deadwood again. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but, like, uh, well, first, Deadwood has Timothy Oliphant and Ian mm-hmm. McShane. Um, Ian McShane, who you know, do you know who Ian McShane is? Don't yeah, you? oh, yeah. Okay, I, I'm just like, he's been in so many things. The only thing I can think of, though, is. Um, Oh, uh, Panda, the Panda thing. He's the voice of the the evil Kung, tiger. Kung Fu Panda? Kung, Kung Fu Panda, yeah. <laughs> That's such um, a weird pull. <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, Ian McShane is phenomenal in Deadwood. Like, nice. you both love and hate the character and both mm-hmm. wish you could kill him and want to be on his team. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is so political and, like, mm-hmm. strategic and fantastic. 
uh, brutal as all get out. And then he gets a little crazy um, nice. to the point that like he starts talking to a disembodied head for a while. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, and the show is like, oh, it's 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 very rough. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it it's rougher than the shield. Mm-hmm. Mostly because they, instead of doing like old timey cursing, they just use now like words that you would ne- use nowadays. Right. And it's, it's, uh, there's a lot. Nice. <laughs> there is a lot because it was on HBO and they didn't care. So, right. um, but, uh, Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant are just phenomenal in it. And then nice. Timothy Oliphant and Justified is even better. I, uh, I think I'd watched like maybe seven episodes of the first season of Justified when it aired, and I think yeah. it, it's it's kind of weird because I had a similar experience with when I when I first saw um, Agents of Shield. Oddly enough, that's a weird connection, but um, <laughs> is that the first like several episodes were, were very like episodic and very just yeah. like self contained, and I mean coming off of like seeing the shield, which the shield I I've always said the shield is like the perfect blending of serialized uh, storytelling and like police procedural episode, episodic oh, yeah, television. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, it just kind of got away from me with justified. But now that I, now that the show's ending, I'm, I'm planning on jumping well, back and into it. After the first season, the justified stops being so episodic. It nice. goes into a serial and it starts, there are things that happen in that first season that matter in season four and five. And usually mm-hmm. what happens is a season has an overarching story and okay. then they're done with that, that they set that story aside. So it's almost as though instead of a villain of the week, it's a villain of the season. Nice. But even those villains stick huh. around. Okay. So I don't know. I really, really like it. Walter Goggins is phenomenal in that, in that show. And that's what I was so excited about for him to get on there. Cause I mean, I I championed the hell out of him in in the shield. And oh, he... was he in the shield? Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. You, I, you said the shield. I heard Agents of Shield. Before. Okay, I was I was gonna I was like um, <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. No, um, <laughs> no, he uh, yeah, because he was fantastic in in oh, the yeah. shield. Um, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can we go back to talking about the shield real quick? Um, <laughs> no, if it's... if Shane were smart, mm-hmm. he'd be he'd be uh uh. Ian McShane's character in Deadwood. Oh, that oh, is the whole perfect way to sell me on a show. <laughs> I just, Shane was so despicable. He was but like, at times you're like, man, he is trying so hard and just screwing it all up. Absolutely. He's like, he's what I love the most about, about the shield is just the, the relationship between Vic and Shane, because it's this oh. twisted almost brotherly kind of big brother, little brother thing. And then, and then like Shane gets, gets involved with, with uh, um, his, his wife and it, yeah. it just muddles, like has this kind of like lady Macbeth kind of yeah. feel to yeah. it. And it's the way that it all plays out is just so, so satisfying. Like the last couple years, like uh, several shows that I, I've loved, like boardwalk empire and, um, to to a far far lesser extent for the point that I'm trying to make um breaking bad like their endings have they they've ended and like yeah. with boardwalk empire the ending was just like okay I I called this ending before the while rewatching the third season before the final season started airing and it it was just like I I just wasn't that impressed with it and then breaking bad was a very very good finale 
and very good end to the story. But I'm just like, the shield was just so much better on every level. <laughs> and I feel like a crazy person for, I feel like people think I'm crazy because no one really watched the shield. And that's such a yeah. shame. Well, and it's so, it is very visceral. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has the, the ending. I like the ending is everything it should be and mm-hmm. heartbreaking all at the same yeah. time. Like as much as you don't want to root for the bad guy, you're rooting for him the whole time. Like, oh yeah. Seven seasons. You're rooting for this guy. <laughs> And when you get to the end, you're like, oh, that's terrible. Right. Uh, that's about yeah. as good as it could get for him, though. He deserves that. <laughs> he deserves every bit of it. Right. And it's it's just such a beautiful, like, like Shakespearean kind of kind of tragedy almost. Well, yeah, definitely tragedy. Yeah. Just yeah. and it like so many different arcs just end so perfectly in like everyone oh, yeah. gets such a good send off and and such like like I can't say anything without like spoiling it and I want people to see yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh. But oh man, it's it's just one of the most gripping series finales of a TV show I've ever seen. Um and <laughs> and it's funny because I don't at Popcon, I don't remember if Tiny told me about you at the table or about talking about the shield. Or I think he may have said something like, Oh yeah, some guy came up and he was talking about the shield. And I was like, Oh damn, I wish I was at the table, but yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that until I was editing it. And then I came to like your clip and I was listening to, it, and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I wish I was <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I, it was, Oh, it's just such a good show. And mm-hmm. like, I'm watching the Sopranos, which has some of the same bend to it. You're mm. watching the, but in this, you're watching a criminal be a criminal right. and that you're watching a, a cop be a criminal. Yeah. And that, even as the cop is being a criminal, he's still kind of being a good guy. Right. That's how it kind like, of starts out. Like at least it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like they have this justifiable, like reason, like, okay, well they're like, okay, well trim, we're trimming some, we're trimming like, like we're helping out some certain uh, factions of street gangs so that they don't ha- so that they don't get me- mixed up with this faction and and we're we're taking some money off the streets, but it's drug money, so it's okay. And yeah, and we're keeping them from selling it at schools. Yeah, and we're keeping the drug deaths down. Like they have justification and it's solid, and then it just yeah. keeps getting worse and uh, worse yeah. and worse. And and it, well, I guess it doesn't. It starts off pretty bad because at the end of the first episode, you're like, what the crap just happened? Here? <laughs> right. And we talked about that on, uh, I think, our mo- uh, notable movie deaths episode recently. Um, oh, yeah. That, like, it it was kind of just genius the way that they the way that they marketed the show. Cause in like the first episode, uh, before it premiered, they, they like, they showed a certain character from the pilot, like prominently in all the promos. And then, you know, that yeah, character isn't yeah. in the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I don't know, there's so much good about the shield and I, it's something that literally I can, I can sit down and just turn on mm-hmm. and just enjoy again and again. And oh, I, yeah. Um, that the last season I will say is, is rough. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it's so intense from episode one until episode 13 or whatever, Mm -hmm. like the whole (laughs) way through, I'm just like, Oh my God, it's over. Okay. (laughs) When's the next episode? Like it's so, so rough. And it's so satisfying. Like (sighs) in that last season, um, like I, I won't say anything, obviously, Damn, um, there's <laughs> there's a very significant turn in the plot. Like, 
Oh yeah. It's like almost, I, I think it's around halfway or a little bit over halfway through the season. And like, this is like, this is like second to last episode level turn. And yeah. they, they had the balls to do it with like seven episodes in front of them. And yeah. the fallout from it is just so, so gripping and so incredibly satisfying. Um, well, and, and a lot of that storytelling method um, that I love so much there, I don't know if you've watched Sons of Anarchy. I have. I, yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, that, that, their, their last season mm-hmm. literally shit hits the fan so hard <laughs> that until about, like, you, you know everything's going to go terribly bad. Mm-hmm. And then it goes worse, and then they take hard left turns. And, like... And then until the last, I don't know, 20 minutes of the episode, I didn't mm-hmm. realize how it was going to end. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, oh, how long are they going to draw this? Oh, <laughs> like, and that was a show where they were like, kill a character. Okay, which one? Right. Like, <laughs> we're going to play Russian roulette here, guys. And oh, you're dead. <laughs> like they, I'm like, oh, I really like this. Oh, yeah, he's dead now. Oh, look, they just patched over this. Oh, <laughs> he died too. Like they did, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't shy about killing characters. It was right. a very violent show. They were violent people and they portrayed that very well. And, and like Game of Thrones, which mm-hmm. honestly is one of the only other shows that I know that is just okay with killing anybody. Right. And like Sopranos is, is okay with killing people, but they yeah. lead up to it. It's like, oh, oh, this guy's, this guy's turned. He's, he's informing on the F to the FBI. Clearly he's going to die right. a matter of time now. This one in in Sons of Anarchy, it's like, oh, hey, he just got an ice cream cone. Why is his head splattered all <laughs> over the pavement? Oh man, that's awesome. I I watched Sons of Anarchy for I think four or five seasons, and then I I just stopped because it kind of reached a point where, I, and this is kind of my Shield bias coming in because it's Kurt yeah. Sutter came came yeah. from writing for the Shield, and I, like. I, I would just sit there and I would pick apart like I would be like, okay, well, that really reminds me of this thing that was in the shield. And I care more about the characters in the shield than I do in Sons of Anarchy. And I think it really comes down to it just being like kind of that mystique of uh, the shield being about cops that have that are that are dirty cops and and kind of uh, uh, doing outlaw stuff under the collar of authority and and all that while while sons of anarchy there's a disconnect with me because it's like okay they're you know they're just they're just outlaws for like they're just doing illegal stuff i i mean yeah it's kind of i couldn't really get into it and then finally like season five i think it was season five whichever season has uh harold perrineau from from lost in it um i i was watching it and i was like i like I don't know if it was because I wasn't paying close enough attention or just the plot was way too convoluted. But I was like, I don't I don't know what I don't know what the main focus of the season is. Like, I don't know what the main conflict for the club is. And I don't really care to really dig in and find out. Yeah. So I don't know. But I mean, people loved that show. And I had a weird um, experience during the final season where I was kind of still curious about how it ends. So like I'm. Like I'm adamantly against uh, spoilers of any kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for some reason, after every episode aired, I knew I wasn't gonna re. I I knew I wasn't gonna pick up Sons of Anarchy. I knew I I knew I wasn't gonna watch it. But I was still familiar enough with the characters and the storylines that I was like, every week I would be like, okay, I'll just check out what happened last night on Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> and I would just <laughs> read about read about it. And I'm like, 
like I'm hit, I'm hitting bullet points and I'm sitting there like on one hand I'm like oh yeah that would have been pretty cool to watch and then on the other hand I'm like oh that kind of reminds me of the shield a little bit yeah but and, and you know what maybe and part of my love might be that it reminds you of the shield right I mean it could be it could just be that I'm not that connect like I'm not just not a fan of it um, fair enough yeah yeah uh, so uh, yeah I really really like the shield nice that was my point <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, I do a lot of that on my podcast too. <laughs> right. I'm uh yeah, I like the rest of this episode I, I have planned just, you know, just free balling kind of potpourri stuff. So is there anything else that you've watched lately that you're interested you know, in or here's the thing. I love dystopic movies and shows mm-hmm. and we've been watching Revolution. We're like six episodes in. Okay. I think we're on the we're on the seventh. I had to pause it so we could record this. Um <laughs> I, I, uh, it's not the greatest thing ever written. It is not this deep, intricate story. The, the acting isn't the perfect. The writing isn't perfect, but it, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Okay. Um, uh, I've been watching that. I'm on my own. I'm watching The Sopranos. We have we have three levels of what I do uh, <laughs> when it comes to TV. We have what we all watch together, which right now is Revolution. We just finished up uh, season two of The Arrow, and previously that was Fringe. Okay. Fringe, I loved Fringe. Have you watched Fringe? I haven't yet, but it's it's like on oh. my radar. <laughs> yeah. The first season has a weird feel to it. Get mm. past the first season. I, okay. I like can't warn you enough that <laughs> if you're like if you get done with the like the first couple episodes, you're like this is a little odd. It gets better. I, I don't okay. know. It just everything wasn't together yet. Okay. But they hit the second season running, and then by the time you get to season. Four or five, I for whatever the last season is, mm-hmm. they take everything and turn it on its head, and and it's weird again. Nice. And there's a huge, huge gaping plot hole, the <laughs> hugest of all gaping plot holes in the last season. Wow, which I don't feel like is a spoiler because if you can't see it, you are blind. That That's makes me very curious about it now because I mean, but, but if you hand wave that, mm-hmm. which I don't like hand waving a lot, but if you just hand wave the one thing and deal, just deal with it another time, not worry about it. <laughs> You, you, it's still very, very enjoyable. Um, okay, but Arrow, I enjoy. I'm a huge comic book nerd, so mm-hmm. it can be, it can be bad, and I'd still try and watch it. Um, but then on my own, um, I'm like season five of The Sopranos, and uh, you know, I love okay. The Sopranos, um, but I know that there's a really weird, wonky ending. Yeah, and I don't know everything about it, but I've heard enough spoilers that I'm, <laughs> I'm leery as I as I lead up to it. So, mm-hmm. um, so I said there were three levels of this. What we watch as a family, um, Shirley and I just fi- and then there's what Shirley and I watched. We just finished up, um, Vikings season two. Really? Um, Interesting. And while I know it is in no way, shape or form historically, historically accurate, right? It is really, really good. Um, nice. there's politicking, uh, Daniel, uh, Donald Logue is in it. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I and, really and, like him. Oh, I do too. And then, um, yeah, you should watch the show then. again, all on Amazon prime. I'm just nice. Saying. Um, so the, so there's what, what the family watches together, what, uh, Shirley and I watch, which is usually a little rougher. We, mm-hmm. she and I just started orange is the new black. I've already seen all of it. Interesting. Um, and she, we got like four episodes in and she's like, I don't know. It's dark, but we also <laughs> watched, we watched like five episodes of, house of cards and we got mm-hmm. to the end of the fifth episode she's like i, I don't want to watch anymore right now ever <laughs> ever again and she's okay with watching it again but she can't speed through it like that right uh, and hypothetically 
I'm the same way with uh, oh, Breaking Bad. I'm still mm. in season three, and I've been in season three for, I'd say, about a year. Oh, wow. Because about a year ago, I watched six episodes in a row of season three, and I didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> Breathing didn't seem super important at the time. Right. Um, and a, if a bus <laughs> ran me over right then, I'd been like, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> season three, I'm told, is very depressing, and it gets better. Yeah. But man, is it depressing. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, but I really, 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 really love uh, the guy that plays Walter White. I think oh. he was fantastic in, Mal- in Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cranston is amazing. And uh, there, are, there are some aspects of that dad in this character, mm-hmm. but <laughs> totally different. Right, Very right. Different. So, yeah, um, Breaking Bad's incredible. Um, it's, it's kind of like everyone... Yeah, uh, yeah, you've got to watch the rest. It's it's, it's really good. Yeah, I, I I keep hearing that, and I want to. I really do. Um, I have so far uh, dodged all spoilers of what happens. Oh, nice. Uh, because they'll be like, "So I'm breaking up." Nope, uh, I'm unfollowing you on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, guy. We're, we're no longer friends. I'm not doing this. Um, but uh, you know, Shirley and I will watch Game of Thrones when it comes back mm-hmm. out soon. That's soon, isn't it? Holy yeah, crap. that's uh, April twelfth, and every year that it ends, I'm I every year the season ends, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read all, I'm gonna catch up on all the books and everything, <laughs> and then, like, I finished book two like two months ago. Oh, and haven't even started book three. I haven't even started book three because I've got this whole other, because cause, like for obsessive book nerd, I have like I, like the goal is for all the contributors to hit two posts a month, and so I'm like, okay, well. I need to I need to read like enough to have banked reviews so that I can spend a month <laughs> reading Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's very awesome. strategic. Yeah, um, no, no, I'm with you. Yeah. I'll send you some books that are uh, quick, easy reads that you can uh, you can use for that. Nice, I like it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I've been I I want to I want to watch more of Breaking Bad. It's, it's mm-hmm. so. It's very hard bleak. getting through season three. Yeah, it, but it's very satisfying once once you get to it. The, um, thematically, it gets a little more streamlined after season three. Like it's a lot quicker and it's a lot. Um, it's it's not that they found their footing, but it's like the tone. Not really the tone shifts, but it it becomes more about. Well, I guess the tone kind of shifts. It comes. It becomes more about Walter White. Uh, yeah. Walter White transforming somewhat. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I don't mind watching the guy go crazy, but that no. it, it was rough in a good way. It was rough mm-hmm. in every way it should have been. And it was just so rough. Yeah. That I can't, oh, I, yeah. that, that one really, that one was a really hard episode to get through. I, I stopped that one probably three times. Just, yeah. just I was Which like, episode okay, was it? Like, uh, the one where he, there's a fly. Yes. And and it it was it was well directed it was well mm-hmm. um, written it was well acted it's just <laughs> everything about it was so grating like it mm-hmm. should have been and I just couldn't I it was a lot to oh handle. yeah um, but yeah we uh, we've talked about watching Dexter since it's all on Netflix right now um, <laughs> and uh, Boardwalk Empire is all on uh, Amazon Prime and I really want to watch it just because. Steve Buscemi is, um, I really love him in almost everything he's done Uh and seeing him as a, you know, as a maniacal leader, uh, that seems, that seems phenomenal to me. It's, you know, with, with Boardwalk Empire, like 
I was a I was I was a big big fan of it from the beginning. Like I I was watching like not Game of Thrones, but I, I was watching something on on HBO and I would see previews for it and I was like, "Oh, okay. 1920s gangster show with Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I'm there." So, um like the first episode of of Boardwalk Empire is uh it's it's the pilot is is one of the best pilots I've ever seen of, of a show, and it's directed by Martin Scorsese, and it basically feels like an eighty minute long gangster movie set in the twenties, and it's it's just amazing. Um, yeah, and and like from there, it kind of just in terms of sheer production value, it's like one of the most beautiful TV shows ever. Um, and it's well worth watching, despite some feelings I have about some choices that were made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not ominous at all there. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Choices that were made in, in I suspect that the choices were made by HBO and not Terrence Winter, which is another selling point for why uh, you might really like it, because uh, Terrence Winter came from uh, The Sopranos. And, oh, right on. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm 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 liking and disliking the Sopranos at the same time. I'm <laughs> to the point where I see the story they're trying to build, but they keep giving me all these other things to look at. Okay. And I just wish they would follow through with the story they're giving me mm-hmm. instead of trying to give me all these side stories. Um, right. Watching uh what's his face die. What was the name of him? What was his name? I haven't um, seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, well you know, spoiler, in one of the <laughs> right. seasons they have a guest star for the season and okay. hey, guess what? He dies at the end. Okay. Uh, oh, what was his? What is his? <laughs> God, it's the guy that played Ben Yurick in Daredevil. I got oh. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, Sopranos is is you know, I, I years ago I watched the first season, mm-hmm. and I put it down, and I went, you know, I'll probably never watch that again, and I don't want to watch the rest of it. It's terrible. Right. But realistically, I look at, I look back, and I realize that it was a slow build and mm-hmm. a, a good story. It just was not what I needed at the time out of a story. Yeah. It was the same time that I watched Oz. Ah. And I, I watched the first season of Oz, and at the end, I was like, wow, that was that's heavy. I don't know if I can do another season. And so I've never watched the rest of Oz either, Mm -hmm. which ironically also on Amazon prime. I really love (laughs) Amazon prime's HBO deal. I can tell, which which will go away when HBO starts streaming, which just means I'll pick up HBO for streaming. Yeah. And and that's, that's a no brainer for me too. I'm, I'm very curious what they're going to, what, what kind of price point they're going to set it at. Um, you know what? If they set it at fifteen or twenty dollars a month, I might be willing to pay it, especially between I don't know April and <laughs> the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. Me too. Me too. And I um, think that's the thing they're going to see is they're going to spike at certain times. Oh yeah. When people want to watch things, which you know, hey, you just figure that price or you figure that 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 market out and and deal with it. Yeah. You know, and it'll be very curious. I'll be very curious to see how they. Uh, use ads in it because like I mean they could go like the Netflix route where it's just you know completely ad free streaming I I mean and maybe maybe HBO Go is is a good indicator of what it is I I haven't used HBO Go or they could do like Hulu Plus where they have like commercials built in which I don't think they would now that I'm actually saying that out loud because it's HBO Um, and Hulu Hulu is stupid I've I've never my friend used it uh, I saw my friends using it last weekend and I was like oh I can't like I, I can't deal with this at all. 
we we use it for Criterion Collection, mm-hmm. and there are no ads in that. Thank God, because nice. if they broke up those movies, I would I would drive out to wherever their headquarters are and I would stab somebody. <laughs> but their movies are all commercial free. It's their TV shows where there are commercial breaks they put in commercials. Yeah. But Ugh. the turnaround argument is, why am I paying you eight dollars a month to get commercials? Right. Just to watch a show the next day, like that's that's a waste of my time. Meanwhile, Netflix is changing, charging the same price, has a better movie selection, has a better show selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't get it the next day, but that's the only difference. And I'm getting the same deal. Right. Amazon Amazon Prime actually charges less. Uh, we're paying $100 a month, which is uh, give or take around the same. But before this year, it was $80 a month or $80 yeah. a year, a year $80 yeah. a year. And, and for that $80 a year, we were getting stuff that just like the HBO stuff. The only place I can get that is if I pay $15 a month for HBO. Yeah. And instead, I just pay for Amazon. Right. And I get two free day, free two-day shipping on top of it. Yeah. And that's that's like I, I got Amazon Prime like just for the two-day shipping. And I don't really – admittedly, I don't use the, the streaming that often. Like I, I used it somewhat for um, – when, when my PS3 was working, but now that it's not, it's like I, now I need to figure out how to do it like from a tablet. I don't know if I can. I don't know if there's an app for it on my Android or anything or yeah, yeah, whatever. So it, it's kind of I'm struggling with that, but I'm also like okay, well I'm kind of limiting myself with what I can do with with the uh, with the Chromecast. So I might as well get the most use out of it and use get the use out of Amazon Prime. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh and and I just. Even well, and you got to realize that if I'm paying fifteen dollars a month for a month for HBO, HBO is not seeing all fifteen dollars. Right, they're probably seeing half that at best. So even if they're paying, they're charging nine ninety nine a month, which is a fair price point. Right, I'm getting a better deal. They're getting a better deal, and they're going to have more subscribers because oh yeah, one of the only reasons we have cable is it lowers our internet bill. Uh huh. So if I knew I could get rid of cable and still get HBO and keep the internet and I could figure out the difference and make it economical, mm-hmm. I might be willing to do that. You know, oh, yeah. I, it's, it's, um, HBO, HBO could really change how network TV works. Absolutely. We'll see how that actually works. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited because they had the balls and they have the strength of what they've got on there. If Showtime or what else is out there, what Cinemax stars, stars if either one of them tried to do this it would fail completely oh, yeah. but it's, since hbo is doing it they have and uh, and i hate to say it mostly because i think of game of thrones they have mm-hmm. the chance to do it right oh yeah not I to mean, say that their other shows aren't worth it because i really think all of them are i have right. not seen anything on hbo that i went yeah this is terrible yeah like even the stuff i didn't like is well produced and well written Right, like so. the first season, the first season of True Blood even is is a very <laughs> solid season of TV. I forget that True Blood is even on there. Yeah, but the rest of it I, I couldn't get into. But that first season itself is just really interesting. And then, I mean, I'm not like people seeing people seeing Six Feet Under's praises so hard, and I just couldn't get it. I, I just didn't get the appeal. I thought that yeah. it was really pretentious and. I watched every episode and I thought I thought it was really well acted, um, but just it was it just had this kind of dryness to the plot that was just ugh, it didn't work for me. It, it was just really grated on my nerves. But well, like and you then, said, and, well yeah, produced. And then, and then they've got what's what's the uh, John Adams? They've got a John Adams series acted by a guy from Sons of Anarchy, the the sheriff. What's his name? 
um, the actor. Uh, I should probably look that up. I have yeah. a computer in front of me. IMDb. Here we go. Um, but he's also um, he's also in Deadwood. And he's oh phenomenal wow! In Deadwood. Yeah. Oh, there's a weird like twist where all the characters I like from different shows <laughs> how play uh, or uh, all the actors I like from different shows are in other shows I also like. Yeah. Um, what was I watching? Oh, we were watching Revolution, and one of the guys from uh, Justified was in there. I was like, oh, it's that guy, and he's walking because in the in Justified he's in a wheelchair. So. Um, I should look this up. Uh, that I know John Adams has uh, Paul Giamatti as John Adams. Oh, and you know what? That's Paul Giamatti. You're right. No, yeah. it's Paul Giamatti. It's not uh, this other guy whose okay. name I'm still not buying. Uh, Dayton Callie. Oh, okay, yeah. Who looks kind of like John a- or uh, Paul Giamatti. As soon as you if- said that, I was like, yeah, he he, he does. Um, yeah. But that John Adams miniseries is just insane. It, it's really, yeah. really good. It's beautiful. Well, they've got they've got stuff like that that nobody talks about. Yeah. And I was looking at HBO Go and I was like, what is what is this? What <laughs> what is this? I should watch that. And then right. I got distracted by a thousand and one other things. <laughs> um, and I've never sat down to watch it. And I really, really need to because it looks phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um, and I really, I really can't wait to see what else they're gonna do with HBO because yes, you know what. I love Game of Thrones. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but but if they don't if they don't take that and turn it into something else, yeah, then they're really doing the, themselves and everybody else a disservice. You yeah, know? and that that's kind of uh, like like last night, me and Tiny went and saw the the Game of Thrones and IMAX thing, uh, which was just so amazing. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was really cool. Um, yeah, like they basically screened uh, the last two episodes of season four in IMAX. Like they converted it to IMAX and everything. Um, and then they showed like a short preview of season five. And I mean, just seeing it, seeing it on that big of a screen and like, uh, are you are you all caught up on Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. You know, in uh, the, the battle at the wall, the, the watchers on the wall episode, the penultimate <laughs> episode. Um, do you remember that scene where like the the camera basically it's such it's like one of the most badass scenes of television i've seen where um like like john snow comes off of the like little elevator thing from from the wall and then the camera like follows him and he's fighting and he takes out a couple of couple of couple of guys and then the camera just glides all around the entire area, like a complete like 360, and it's all one continuous take. Um, it's it's so jaw dropping, and to see that in, in IMAX was just such a treat. And it made me oh, think, yeah. yeah. And all it made me think was they if they could find the way creatively to make like a, a Game of Thrones movie. Um, I know that George R. R. Martin's talked about it, saying that they'll need they'll need the budget of a movie to to tell some of the story. Like in like a couple years ago, I think he said that. Because um, as he said, it uh, dragons are expensive. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, just seeing it on the big screen, like I I have a theory that that they were doing this to kind of test the waters to see to see what kind of response they would get by having it in in a in a theater. Um, and I just, I just think that it could be like, it could be really, really interesting to see, to see a movie, like a, a feature film of it. But the, that's oh, yeah. also, also the trouble. Cause I mean, that's that, that a song of ice and fire is so dense 
with with everything yeah. that's it's really hard to think of how they could make anything it would have to be like a six hour movie yeah oh yeah or or it would have to be like it would be a really tricky way to do it because it would, it would just be jumping platforms and i mean it has the audience that will follow it and everything but it's also like you come off a season of of game of thrones and then you go see a movie that maybe only takes takes up a short section of the next yeah uh, and, book. and you know honestly creatively i think that's a bad way to go in story i think you go out yeah. of story and go back to um the targaryens and maybe ah. show maybe that maybe the movie is like a prequel the rebellion against yeah against the targaryens oh that would be cool because i would go because if they're like we're not going to show this on hbo for six months Right, you could go see it in the theater. I would line up to go pay to go see that. Um, and oh, you bring absolutely! Back, you bring back what's his name that played uh, Baratheon? Yeah, um, I don't remember the actor's name, but uh, Robert Baratheon. And also, yeah, and then you bring back Ned Eddard Stark, Stark, and you yeah. bring back, or you get younger actors to play them. Yeah, which I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Oh yeah, and you get to see all of these terrible people mm-hmm. back when some of them were actually heroic in some small way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe you tell the story of Jon Snow that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, I know that there I, are I, several theories about him. Oh, yeah. And and like I, I I'm not deep enough into the books to to really. Oh, I I know the it, answer. But... I've already been told the answer, even if it's not right. <laughs> right. I so think, yeah. And I... if it's and if that's the answer, if that's actually what happened, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. It. Yeah. Like oh, if me that's too. The, if that's the story. Like I can't wait for that to happen because it makes sense where he's at. So <laughs> right, and I know exactly. That's so vague, <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about too. So, um, so yeah. So speaking of movies, I'm sorry, I'm going to take us on another track because this one came oh, into no, my it's mind. All good. But you were talking about dragons, and how expensive it is, mm-hmm. and, and Peter Dinklage. So yeah. I just watched. We just watched a movie called Knights of Badassdom. You see, that's it's interesting. So uh, I have a background in LARPing. Okay. Okay. I never played a boffer LARP like this, but I mm-hmm. played other political LARPs that involved vampires and such. Okay. Um, and you know what? The movie drew me in all the way through until they revealed the monster monster. Okay. And it was I... such a bad whatever CGI <laughs> costume like creature okay. work that it drew me out of the movie and I went, oh, this is terrible. Oh, that's too bad. I, I got maybe 15 minutes into it but before I was like – I don't know if I'm really into this right now because admittedly I was like I, – I still had episodes of uh, Black Mirror that I wanted to watch. So I was like uh, yeah. I'm going to watch that instead. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was a fun throwaway movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've always liked Steve Zahn. Always. Me too. There's nothing he's been in that I haven't enjoyed and I don't know why that is. Um, <laughs> but, but his ridiculous acting is great. Yeah. Uh, I could honestly go either way with Summer Glau. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really care if she's in something. I think she was great in Firefly. Yeah. But I also think that she used that to build um, some sort of prestige that she, I don't think she really deserves. And I know that sounds really harsh. And if she were at a, uh, a convention, I would still probably get her autograph. <laughs> but, but like the turnaround to that is like, wh- why do I want to see Summer Glau in something? Because these characters she's playing are not going to live up to what I see her as in Firefly. It's right. And, so, and, and I don't know how big of a fan of you are of those. And, but if you don't like it, we're no longer friends. And we can interview <laughs> you now. I really, really like Firefly and uh, Serenity. Just, I mean, it, it, it killed me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
just uh i mean it was great but just yeah. some of the choices man damn it <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah um i just so her being in it was okay i uh-huh. guess um but the, the the rest of the characters were well done and and when i look back at it and realizing it's an independent movie mm-hmm. until you hit that creature and the creature work there it was fine and i was i was huh. all in and then they reveal the monster and i'm like really guys i could get some cardboard boxes and some paint i could do this better <laughs> like you couldn't have hired you couldn't have paid somebody like peter dinklage couldn't have reached in his own pocket and paid for this crap right like, come on jeez like like you always don't know somebody that owes somebody a favor somewhere you're all real actors <laughs> come on god yeah I, well, I i didn't get far enough into it but yeah, I could kind of yeah. see that that was kind of the way it was going. I mean, it it kind of looked a it, it looked a little bit kind of charming, but kind of kind of still goofy. So oh, I, I it's was super campy, oh, super yeah. super campy. Oh yeah, but uh, I I really enjoyed it. So yeah, and what are, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to. I, I had another thread there, but um, have you watched any Black Mirror? I've been I've been talking up Black Mirror to everyone that I know for the past like week um and it's uh it's funny because like um like i i just finished it yesterday and uh it's like talk about like a dystopian kind of uh not really dystopian but some of it's like like have, have you watched any of it nope okay um Okay, I'll, I'll sell you on it really briefly because I just talked about it in the last episode of the podcast. But when I was listening to it again, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, or the episode before, I think I don't know, but the last two episodes. Uh, but it was like I was all—I had only watched like two episodes, and then since then I've watched all of it, and it's like it—it's uh, so so good. Like if you're into science fiction and dystopian kind of kind of really almost cautionary tales or um, just like examine, examining the dark side of human nature and technology. This is the show for you. It's an anthology show where each episode is um, a self-contained story that, that tells a story about humans and technology in a very, very clever and very inventive and very terrifying way. And like some of the stuff, like of the seven episodes there are, um, probably five of them just hit me in such a such a specific spot that mm-hmm. it it just stuck with me for like I like I'm still like processing some of the stuff that I watched and some of the the things about it like there's um like did you ever watch the movie her no okay well her is a very interesting sci-fi love story um and it's it's very unique and it, it, like I, I love the movie. The movie's amazing, but there's an episode of Black Mirror that kind of takes that that same idea that's present uh, presented in her with a, the whole Siri kind of love story kind of thing, but uses it uses that kind of idea um, to examine grief and like what like a woman a woman who lost her husband who has a chance to reconnect with someone like him like a like an artificial intelligence of him and it it's just like the way that it it unfolds is just so gripping and it's just i i don't know it's i can't explain just how much i love the show um fair enough yeah, yeah no i i haven't looked at it yet um 
I try and stick with one show at a time mm-hmm. and then complete it, which may or may not be a good idea. I, um, I, th- I think that that's admirable because I can't, I, <laughs> I mean, I like, I'll get into a show and then it'll just kind of drop off and I'll like switch to something else and, and then I'll lose track of that one. And it's, it's, it's hard to juggle. Yeah. Well, and so <laughs> the other things I've been watching lately, mm-hmm. because I, I love, I absolutely love streaming. Um, we have cable. Yeah. I don't think we've watched anything on TV since <laughs> New Year's Eve. And that was only because the countdown was on TV. And then prior to that, I hadn't watched anything in 10 months, maybe. Jeez. I don't even have a uh, cable box in, in my bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, well, we were not allowed to have a TV in the bedroom. So that's what uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but like, <laughs> Um, Netflix has such great stuff on it lately, mm-hmm. like Wayne's World and Wayne's World Tour on there, and I watch both of those because right. why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> we, I've been watching Friends because I dropped mm-hmm. off of Friends in like season six, and I so <laughs> why not just finish it? It's all on yeah. Netflix now. Oh, yeah. uh, we watched Kronk's New Groove, which was just ridiculous. It's uh, the Emperor's New Groove direct-to-video uh, sequel. <laughs> okay. Um, we we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Nice. Um, we watched the first episode of Stephen King's The Stand. Um, really? And what did you think of that? Oh, oh, quick tangent. Um, when you because <laughs> <laughs> you brought up Stephen King, I have to bring up something else. Um, no. Uh, when you referenced uh, Revolution, I keep I I forgot to mention that. Um, I've never seen the show, but I'm kind of interested in it just because. Um the writers of, of revolution, like they, like they're huge Stephen King fans. And there's some elements of the show that, that hearken like, our, like our little, like kind of references, like some character names are references to iconic characters and in, in Stephen oh, yeah. King's bibliography and all that. But what I love about it, it, I mean, I've never seen a single frame of, of revolution, but, uh, some of the episode titles are named after Stephen King works and, and other oh, really? pop culture oh. stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't think this. I don't think this is a spoiler or anything. But um, like the season finale episode title for uh, season one, I think is uh, is is just it's called the the Dark Tower. Um, oh, oh, okay. Which yeah, I ha- we haven't gotten that far yet, but okay. yeah. I hope that that isn't a spoiler of some kind. But oh no, no, okay. no I, not that I'm aware of. Um, so far it's been like I said, it's been okay. It's not uh-huh. been bad. It's right. not been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, so Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus yeah. Journey. So we watched um, a movie on the Criterion Collection called um, Man. I always lose this movie. <laughs> it's got what's his name in it from Minority Report. Back to IMDb we go. Uh, <laughs> Crap. Tom Cruise. Um, Colin Farrell. No, 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 no. It's uh, Ingrid Bergman. Is that right? No. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. Okay. So Max von Sydow is in, I believe, an Ingrid Bergman movie. Okay. Called something, 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 <laughs> something, something, something. Crap! It's a Swedish movie. <laughs> oh, Seventh Seal. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. I've never seen it, but I mean, it's it's a very in, uh, Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar, Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> um, so first, Seventh Seal. You should watch it if you have Hulu Plus. It's okay. completely worth it. If you nice. don't, it's almost worth the eight dollars to rent it. Nice. Like, um, it's been on my radar like for well, years. So it's it's so tropey because uh-huh. all of the tropes came from there. Like mm-hmm. the concept of that. Well, let's let's back up. It stars <laughs> Max von Sydow, 
a guy named Gunnar Bjornstrand. Oh, God. Yeah. You want to see it just because he's in it. I don't know what he I, – I forget who he played, but we were like, who? Oh, that, that name's awesome. Um, our, our modern concept of death, that, that shrouded figure with the, mm-hmm. with the scythe, comes from this movie. That's where like, it originated? We would not have it. Yeah, if we would not huh. have it were it not from this movie. Wow. So we watched this. And I'm reading up on it while we're getting ready for the podcast. And it's like, yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is essentially a, a huge chunk of that plot is the seventh seal. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So so the seventh seal and no spoilers, but come on. Mm. It's been out for um, nearly 60 years. Right. I think we're good. Um, <laughs> the plot is uh, in, uh, is uh, Max von Sydow's character comes back from the Crusades. Mm-hmm. There's a plague in the land. And death shows up as he gets as he hits the shore and he tells death that he doesn't he's not ready to die and he'll play him a game of chess. Mm-hmm. For it. So the whole movie, they're playing this game of chess. Which is a direct correlation to Bill and Ted's bogus journey because they play death <laughs> for the ability to go back. And and so much so that there's a, a scene in in the seventh seal where they're in a castle. They recreate the 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 scene <laughs> in in Bill and Ted, and I'm like, wow, th- Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey is a lot smarter than I have ever given it credit for. <laughs> That's it, like, awesome. The, the, the writer and the director and like they went, hey, you know what would be fun <laughs> is all these idiot kids that are going to go see this movie are not going <laughs> to see this. Let's do it. And there's a part where they're this they're in this weird dining room with like all the stone walls and there's a giant fireplace. And, and mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I was like, what is that? It's a direct <laughs> scene and scenery from seventh seal wow and i was like what the crap so we watched seventh seal and i immediately saw that that bogus journey was on netflix and we watched it that's and there are such great parallels it's it's phenomenal how together it is um i haven't seen either the the bill and ted's in in a long in a long long time okay like i remember i want to say like I, I need to Google like the actual timing for for this, but I think that is like going to a drive-in. Like my dad taking us to a drive-in, <laughs> like around the time like the second one first came out, they had the the double feature at the drive-in, and that's like one of my earliest movie memories. Um, is Bill and Ted? <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and and oh. clearly the uh, the Ingmar Bergman references were lost on me at that time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, and it, <laughs> like the, the the we watched Excellent Adventure last night. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. It's a really good movie. Nice. It's, it's dumb. It's it's goofy, but it's it's dumb in a way that like they're like, hey, you know what you should do? You should steal your dad's keys and put it behind the sign, and then we'll just make sure we do it later. Right. Look, here they are. What? <laughs> like, time travel doesn't work like that, guys. <laughs> but I guess if you're a whole bunch of idiots, man, the whole, um, you know, like, future is based on, on you. Right. Maybe, maybe maybe it does work like that, I guess. Right. So I just, oh, it, it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. And I really can't complain about Right. That uh, bogus journey was good. Wayne's World's always good, mm-hmm. always good. Um, yeah. Um, and then I've been watching some World War II documentaries because I have to prep for, um, you know, a World War II game that right. I need to actually know my <laughs> before I get going. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, Sopranos. Oh. Yeah, I've I've gotten in Sopranos. I've gotten like nine episodes in the first season. Um, because I I had, like, I had the idea that I would just I would like pick a show and and go to the gym and and watch it at the gym. Nice. Ice. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll just do like that'll be my cardio. It would be an hour on on the elliptical or on the treadmill or something, just watching Sopranos. And then I realized the Sopranos in it is an HBO show, and HBO shows and have nudity. It's a lot of naked strippers <laughs> in that one. And the, Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of like kind old ladies come to my gym. <laughs> so it yeah, was kind yeah. of kind of I kind of fell off that idea, but. Um, but yeah, I'll probably get to it eventually. Um, well, and I was I I forgot that uh, what's her name? Um, it's in the is in Sopranos and in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, and, um, Dre uh, Dre, Dre, Dre Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and she looks so much different in in Sopranos. Like she's thin and like right. thin, thin. And I'm not saying she's fat in right. Sons of Anarchy, but she is. She has definitely put on like some healthy weight Mm -hmm. and they like i was i'm very impressed i didn't she's not super compelling in sons of anarchy right but she's really compelling in sopranos and she does a really good job too so yeah if you get a chance to watch that it's it's completely worth it yeah so yeah like i said so is vikings Uh but vikings is uh not historically accurate (laughs) right right so Hmm. yeah oh Well, well We should probably wind <laughs> we, this down a little bit. We haven't run long at all. Ah, no, we're fine. <laughs> we're all good. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, just to kind of wrap things up. Um, let's see. Why don't you tell everyone just where you can where they can find you and where they can find nerds, yeah. nerds domain? Um, so you can find nerds domain over at nerdsdom dot com. You can go right there and sign up on the newsletter for the newsletter on the right hand side. Um, I, I'm contractually, contractually obligated to say that. So, um, (laughs) then you can find our podcast at nerds domain, nerdsdomain.podomatic.com and masks.libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Um, and then you can find us at, uh, HoosierCon, if you're here in Indianapolis, we'll be at Steambunk Symposium over in Cincinnati, and then all the other cons we talked about earlier, hmm. um, that's the two the two big ones that are coming up in April that I know we'll be findable at. So Nice. Great. Well, thanks so much, man. This was such a blast. And it, um Yeah, but yeah, this was this was a blast. And thanks so much for helping support us from oh, after no, meeting I, at, at yeah. Indie Popcon because I mean I, it was I listened to the first episode of yours I listened to was your wrap up of 2013. Okay. And when you guys, you're like, so I only watched like 150 <laughs> movies. And I was like, you watched what? <laughs> well, okay. Obsessive viewer, obsessive viewer kind of fits. And then Mike was like, well, I only watched like 98. And that's like not a lot. And I'm like, well, no, that's still a lot. I might've watched the same number. But I'm a freak, so <laughs> we're on the same page here. Like these are this is the kind of thing I can relate to. And then right. uh, your Summer of Sandler series, mm-hmm. while I disagree that things like Little Nicky is phenomenal if taken in the right light. <laughs> sure, like, sure. If you just don't give a crap about story and you just want to watch a bunch of really dumb like one liners, mm-hmm. it's a perfect movie. Go watch Little, <laughs> Little Nicky and keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh and, and unfortunately <laughs> I got what was it, uh what was the stupid movie he did this last summer? Uh, uh, yeah. Blended. Yeah. yeah, I got blended in our movie draft, and it 
crapped. That's right. Crapped I remember that. Hard. <laughs> it crapped all over. It crapped so bad that something else that that same week or that like next to it that should have done well. Yeah. Didn't do well. Uh, <sighs> what's the movie with John Favreau and Chef? Uh, yeah. yeah. Chef did terrible. Yeah. I blame it on Blint. And Chef was Too one of the best to... movies of last year. <laughs> um, but. The funny thing Whoa. about Blended is that we, uh, I think it, it, I think it was released like the Friday of PopCon, maybe. Yeah. And we like it was this big thing for us because we we were like, okay, yeah, we're gonna do Summer of Sandler, and then, you know, we're all gonna be in town for PopCon, and you know, after the first night, we're gonna we're, after the first day, we're gonna go and we're gonna see Blended, and it will be a good kickoff to Summer of Sandler, and then. We went to the theater and there was like not that many people there on the like oh, yeah, opening yeah. night of the movie, and I was like, "It's going to be a long summer." <laughs> yeah, and like we watched, uh, I, I watched Spanglish, and I think uh-huh. Spanglish is phenomenal. Yeah, I think Adam Sandler steps out of who he who he pretends to be all the time and actually mm-hmm. acted, and and he did a great job. And there are some of his older movies that I can go back and watch and I can enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Fifty First Dates. I still think is a good movie. It it has um, its charms, sure. And and I really like uh, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Like <laughs> those to me, I I know I can still go and watch those. And if I can't, right. I don't want to find out by going and watching them. Right. Um, but like some of his more recent stuff, but it's it's like I mean between I think with, with Sandler he works best when he is n- like. Like he works best when when he's not involved in the creative process, yeah. Um, yeah, and well, just the stuff recently is just like it's literally he's he's going on vacation and he's using a, he's using a, a a movie a very thinly created movie as as an excuse to go on vacation and it's so oh yeah. Ugh. yeah ugh. No, I, I'm and, and you know what when you have that kind of money you don't really need. Um, a, a a movie to to get you there, right? Yeah. Um, in twenty in twenty thirteen during the draft, I got Pacific Rim, which came out the same weekend as uh, Grown Ups uh, Two. Grown Ups Two, Ugh. and Pacific Rim got blown out of the water yeah. by Grown Ups Two. And I watched Grown Ups, and it there was nothing horrendous about it. It uh-huh. wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. But Grown Ups Two, so you're going to take a movie that was okay and make a sequel, <laughs> fine. It should not beat out Pacific Rim ever, ever. And I wasn't even that big a fan of Pacific Rim, but I mean, just (laughs) knowing that Grown Ups Two, it's uh... one of our one of our Jesse, one of our (laughs) writers and co-hosts. He hates Pacific Rim, and he still thinks it's (laughs) atrocity that Grown Ups Two beat out Pacific Rim. Except that he owned Grown Ups Two, so he was okay with it. Oh wow. Yeah, I was so mad about that week, and I'm like, "How does this movie?" I was like, "Oh, it's a Saddam Sandler movie. I'm gonna write it off." And then we got we we get to 2014, and I'm like, "There's no way in hell Blended is gonna do any good. I shouldn't buy it." And then I'm like, "Wait, I said that about Grown Ups too. Uh, maybe I'll get it." And then on a whim, I opened the bidding at five dollars, and I'm like, "I bid five dollars." Somebody's like, I bid six. I'm like, fine, I'm going to drive the price up on this. Somebody ends up with crap. I bid seven and crickets, nothing. And I'm like, crap. Oh, that's Great. beautiful. I just got stuck with this piece of crap. <laughs> but didn't you also get The Fault in Our Stars, or was that someone else that got it? Yeah, I was like, guys, this is going to be a great movie. And they're like, eh. I'm like, no, 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 you guys don't get it. This will be a good movie. I don't care. It, it'll make it'll make 
easily a hundred million dollars. Like right. that's worth the ten dollars I'm gonna pay for it. Yeah. I got it for like six <laughs> and just blew everybody out of the water. That in Captain no, I didn't get Captain America. Uh, that and something. I ended up with something that really did well. Nice. I think I got X Men and something else that were that was really solid that nice. last year. And and uh, 2012, I got Avengers, and I literally first movie of the summer, Avengers, and I didn't have to do anything the rest of the year. Oh, All that's of my beautiful! Could have caught on fire and burned, and I would have <laughs> stole one. So you were doing an exit, yes. and I should let you get back to that. Oh yeah, right yeah. I tell everybody that you also can find us at uh, Nerds Domain on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Nerds Domain. See, I was I was gonna help you there yeah thank you <laughs> um of course you can find links for all this stuff in the show notes um once again matt man thank you so much this was such a blast and it's i mean like i'm sitting here in in my brother's uh sunroom the the turbo Roos studios as we call it and i'm freezing my freezing my ass off but this was a blast nonetheless oh no it was it was great talking to you and i you know anytime you guys want to have me on if uh if it's an option i'd be i'd be happy to absolutely oh yeah oh yeah and uh yeah, and you guys are going to be doing – I can't remember what uh, segment for the Oscar nominations episode, but you're, yeah, you guys are going to be involved with that. Best costume design, and I'm telling you, I haven't seen any of those other movies except Maleficent, so Maleficent, here it is. <laughs> nice. No, we're, 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 we, I, I told everybody they had to do research, whether they mm-hmm. do it or not, before we sit down for the podcast. So you might get five minutes of, well, uh, hold on, I'm searching uh, – <laughs> So yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. Nice, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it too. We did we did it last year and we just we had a lot of fun just contacting a bunch of podcasts and everything. And then um, hopefully hopefully we'll be included in your in your summer draft because I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I, the winter draft like came up and left, and I was like, mm-hmm. when what happened? And nobody seemed to have done seemed to have done one <laughs> on the website we use. So mm-hmm. definitely the summer draft this year. Even if I have to put it together myself, we're gonna yeah. do it. There's nothing like a movie draft. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I. I listened to uh, last year's uh, summer draft for 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 you guys, and I'm like I. I definitely want to be a part of it because it, it sounds oh, like yeah. a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you once again, and uh, thank you for listening to the obsessive viewer. And I'll throw it to the pre-recorded outros here pretty soon. I don't know how to really exit out of a podcast anymore now that we have pre-recorded outros. <laughs> 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 I love that. It's like we have pre-recorded intros and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to do the intro. No, yeah, no. <laughs> right. guys, we're all here. That's yeah, all it, I got. It basically comes down to like when I finally say like, thanks guys. And then Mike and Tiny say, thanks guys. Thanks guys. And I'm like, and then there's like dead air. And then I'm like, all right, I guess we're done. Cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Nice. All right, thanks for uh, downloading the latest episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that features a specific topic uh, – that covers a specific topic every week, be it genre, trope, movie, or show. And I'm here solo instead of with my other two uh, hosts uh, to do an interview with – god damn it. That uh, I messed that one up. Uh, like seriously like if you... <laughs> this is why this is why i go live to heart but i just hit the f-ing record button and i just f-ing go f-ing the rest of it i don't care yeah. i give no <laughs> i'm done just move no you're fine go right ahead right i might i might actually keep that in and just intro you that way <laughs> um
As always, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Thank you to Loudlike for providing our awesome opening theme music. Their first EP is called Mistakes We Must Make and features our theme song and Eclipse of Events. Please head over to iTunes and download their album. While you're there, make sure to give us a rate and a review. It helps us climb the podcast charts, and we really appreciate feedback. Speaking of feedback, please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer, and follow each of us on Twitter. You can find me, Tiny, at ObsessiveTiny, Matt is at ObsessiveViewer, and Mike is at I am Mike White. You can also check out the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com, where we, but mostly Matt, review movies, TV shows, and comment on the industry as a whole. While you're web surfing, please head over to our sister site, ObsessiveBookNerd.com, where we review books and comment on the ever-evolving world of reading. If you're philosophically curious, please go explore my side project, The Secular Perspective Podcast, which is a show that explores the concept of faith, religion, and existence from a secular perspective. If you have any thoughts on the podcast or suggestions for future episodes, you can also email us individually at matt, tiny, or mike at obsessiveviewer.com or email the podcast directly at podcast at obsessiveviewer.com. Thanks for joining us today, and please come back.